0: (laughs) hello i'm kaylee
1: and i'm evie and we are two gals here to have an honest discussion about all things sex mental health and self-love
0: twice a month prepare for no filter and pure honesty covering everything from improving your mental health to discovering your body Welcome to Clitorally the Best, a conversation with Amanda Houswell at I Know Endo, uh, discussing endometriosis.
1: Yes, so um, Amanda, if you want to introduce yourself.
2: Hi everybody, (laughs) yes, thank you, thank you Evie and Kaylee. (laughs) I am 26 years old, I live in Canada, in BC, and I am a patient advocate for endometriosis, Lyme disease... And basically just all humans who are dealing with chronic illness. Yeah. Um, I'm a nanny and I'm big into music and art. Oh, nice.
1: Lovely. Wow. Yeah, that's... so I met um Amanda, like well, I haven't met her, but you know, online. Um
0: <laughs> like when... now, like camps, yeah. coronavirus. We're
1: online friends, yeah. <laughs> um when I first started doing little doodles on You Are Awesome and um, she was probably like one of my first 20 followers and (laughs) we've always just been supporting each other since then and um, she runs a lovely website called I Know Endo which everybody should check out and it's basically got lots of information on endometriosis and also this lovely thing that she does where people post pictures in yellow kind of to raise awareness which I really, really like Mm -hmm. and you do green as well for Lyme disease, don't you?
2: I do green for Lyme disease. Yeah, my mom and I both have Lyme disease. Um, And the yellow photo started just after I was diagnosed with endometriosis. It's when I reached out to all my friends and family members and asked them to take a photo in yellow and send it my way. And you can see it kind of all over my Instagram and all over my website as well.
0: Oh, that's so wonderful that they're all supporting you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Yes. So, shall we start? So, basically, this podcast episode is basically a bit of a lowdown on endometriosis, because I'm sure Mm -hmm. um, many listeners probably don't even know what it is, Um, uh, and I'm sure people, it's quite common people be suffering with it, so it'd be great, you know, just to debunk some myths and basically explain what it is and how it affects us. Um, Basically, I've suffered with it, um, definitely not as bad as uh, some people but um we've kind of got a range. Katie's doesn't know a hundred percent if she's got it yet, but she's going through some serious pain either way and the diagnosis process we'll talk about that, so that's that can take oh, some yeah. time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: <laughs> and then Amanda is um living with it, I believe she's having a
2: flare-up right now. <laughs> I am, yes. I've got my hot water bottle in place and mm. it's kind of, it's fitting that we're talking about endometriosis yes. <laughs> while I'm dealing with endometriosis. Oh
0: no, you're prepared, you're prepared. It's good. We're getting a current take from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, what we can cover first is um, what is endometriosis because a lot of people don't know Um, So maybe we could start with some of the symptoms, potential treatments, etc.
2: Yes, and that's a great question. I didn't know what endometriosis was um, before I was diagnosed. So even my my cousin had it, my aunt had it, and I still didn't know what it is. So endometriosis is not the endometrium. Um, And I'll say that right away because it's the presence of abnormal tissue that resembles the endometrium. It's similar to the endometrium, but it's not. Um, and it's found in places it shouldn't be, like the ovaries. Uh, my endometriosis was found on my uterosacral ligaments, so mm-hmm. and the nerves are all in there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, endometriosis got its name from the endometrium, uh, but it's because it's similar, not because it is the endometrium.
0: Mm-hmm. I only learnt this recently. Uh, I <laughs> always thought it was the lining of the uterus growing outside is what I read.
2: Um, and that's what it says in a lot of places too online. Mm-hmm. So when you look it up, it's, you're, it's conflicting information because a lot of people are still saying that, that the endometriosis mm-hmm. is the endometrium. Yeah,
1: because I shared it on my um, other account and Amanda co- like kindly corrected me because I had got it from our um, endometriosis UK mm-hmm, site. Yeah. And it actually said that. So,
0: yeah, it's quite difficult because obviously online you read a lot of different things. I suppose they're always learning about it. So something new is going to come out all the time. And you can't Mm -hmm. dismiss it just because you might have read something somewhere else. Because at at one point that probably was fact. But, yeah, it's good that we're always learning. It's just unfortunate Mm -hmm. that it's not all correct yet.
2: Well, exactly. And, I mean, just having information on its own and being able to access that information for ourselves and then share it forward with other people, just like I did with Evie.
0: Perfect. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just awareness. I yeah. think that's what we need to do. Spread awareness with the correct information. Definitely.
2: Well, yeah. did, and
1: we are, there's some lovely Instagram mm. accounts, um, at the moment, that like really doing that, which mm. is great. Um, we'll probably share a few on our Instagram as well. Um, so, cause obviously visual, visually can always help explaining stuff yeah. yes, um, rather than, Reading lots and lots of paragraphs of text.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I notice like patient advocates are the ones who are sharing that accurate information online on Instagram, for example. That's mm-hmm. the big platform where all of this information is coming out now. Mm,
0: I have learned a lot just mm-hmm. from um, Facebook support groups or, or accounts on Instagram, and so it's very been very helpful, more helpful than um, a lot of doctors have been anyway.
2: Yes. Shout out to Nancy's Nook on Facebook. That's where I was able to get in touch with the surgeon who did my diagnosis. I mean, if I didn't have my best friend who works for her, I wouldn't I still to this day probably wouldn't even have a diagnosis. So very thankful oh, for wow. for Carl and, and who she works for, a great gynecologist. So
1: Yeah, well they say like the average diagnosis time is seven years or something ridiculous. Mad. Yeah. Madness. Which is
0: mental. Was it seven yeah, years my... of uh, pain and, and confusion and frustration at not knowing, not getting any answers, not knowing how to uh, describe yeah. your pain or explain yourself?
2: Yeah, or being yes. told that you're just not in it when you are. Mm-hmm. Like me, I I had this pain from when I was, I, I'd argue before I was eight years old, I knew what endo pain was and what it felt like. Wow. But it took me over 18 years to actually find out for sure what was going mm. on.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's I guess... And the more people get it out, the more people will be forced to learn and do more studies. I know there isn't, I cannot quote the exact, but there is a new study that's being done in the UK at the moment where they were in contact with the government about pushing more for diagnosis. So Mm -hmm, things
0: are slowly getting better. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, did you want to go through some uh, potential treatment options, things that people may have suggested to you, things that may have worked for you, uh, that kind of thing? Yeah,
2: Absolutely. So there are, um, quite a few treatments. Um, and I'll just mention though, that they're not, uh, cures, right? So there, there is no cure for endometriosis. Mm-hmm. Um, but excision surgery is currently the best option for, um, and that's for diagnosis as well. So we can't mm-hmm. be diagnosed unless we have excision surgery and that's from lap, yeah. laparoscopic surgery. Sorry. Um, and that's what I had done. Mm-hmm. EVU had that done as well, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um,
2: so after that, uh, you're, I mean, personally, I was kind of on my own. I didn't really have much follow-up after surgery, and I have been using uh, THC and CBD just on my own to try and manage my symptoms. Um, mm-hmm. I know pelvic floor therapy is an option. Uh, there are also, like, I take a natural supplements to balance my hormones, um, recommended by my naturopath. And, um, basically I think diet as well can help in many ways. It doesn't, but again, we're not talking about cures here. We're just talking about treatments and ways that we have found that help us cope and manage with the disease. Um, so I found, Mm -hmm. you know, quite a few things that do help, but nothing really takes away that pain though. Mm. Um, you know, my hot, I'm wearing my hot water bottle right now and like I, we talked about before, um, just that pain, yeah, it's, it's brutal. And it, it's and constant. It, it can come any time, yeah. yeah. It's not mm. just with, with um, people who have periods either, right? It can mm. be pain at any time.
1: Yeah, I have to say I was lucky, whereas my pain would be, uh, so it be like a little bit before, a little bit after and during my period, and i feel i yeah i feel lucky in the respect that i was put on um yes. the coil so the iud and i uh, obviously the hormone one cuz the copper one um wouldn't really do anything cuz i needed basically needed progesterone mm. which is what i think you produce more of when you're pregnant and stuff like that but um i had that and that stopped my periods completely so it actually stopped the majority of my endo pain so obviously it's completely different for everybody and a lot of people that go on the coil their periods mm. are constant or they just carry on having regular periods so for a lot of people it cannot be a um a management or, right or yeah i
2: have heard about about that as well my my best friend Car- carly so i call her carl sorry <laughs> so carly <laughs> she has the iud um and she has mm. suspected endometriosis as well so not confirmed. Yeah. Um, and she says it's it's really helped her a lot in the last few yeah. months. Um, she says mm-hmm. part of her, you know, she's gotten part of her life back. She said that she didn't have before. So I, I can mm. definitely see definitely. where birth control and, and just other contraceptive methods that can help manage symptoms. But just and I, I was, yeah. myself was on the pill for over eight years. Um, so wow. and it didn't. You know, for me personally, it didn't really help my pain. But, you know, I think now being off of the pill and just off of hormones completely for the last, I guess, two and a half years, mm-hmm. uh, my body has had a chance to kind of do it all itself, where it never really had that chance. I went on it so early. I was like 15. I think I was 15 when I went on the pill. Mm, I, guess.
1: I feel like, especially in the UK... Um, I'm not sure about in Canada, but for me, that I was told when I was younger, that was really that's all they. Obviously, there's other options, but it's the only one they really tell you about. So you're shoved on it straight away. Yeah. And I was I put on a lot of weight. I was I became depressed. Mm-hmm. And for me, I really I really don't want hormones, extra hormones in my body. But I was almost so
0: desperate to try anything. I was, That was me too. Yeah. I was lucky enough that they taught me about the implant quite early on and even more lucky that it worked for me mm. in that um I didn't necessarily have any awful side effects and uh, don't have very heavy periods mm. um and of course I have had no children which is wonderful <laughs> uh, but I did go with that on that from 15 um so I yeah. don't even remember what it was like to not have hormones pumping through my body and I'm currently on a waiting list to get the coil as a Treatment. They won't even consider uh, a diagnostic laparoscopy without giving me the coil for at least six months. Is what I've been told. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to try that hormone
2: method of treatment first, just to uh, see if it can manage, yeah, like help manage symptoms, right? I've I've heard of that quite a bit. Yes. I. Mm -hmm. They they asked me to go on, um, on another kind of birth control as well before my surgery, but just. The side effects that I experienced myself was enough for me to say no to that mm, and just yeah. push through with with the diagnostic uh, surgery, which I did. And sure enough, yeah, it's endo yeah. and ovarian cysts as well, and they rupture. I I oh get... my goodness, <laughs> I so I say painful! I probably
0: get uh, seven days in a month at pain free. Mm. Uh, only that wow.
2: <laughs> unacceptable. Um, unacceptable, unacceptable. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: crazy. Basically, it's all about finding that method for you that can. Yeah. Again, it's all about managing. It's not about mm-hmm. curing. And everyone's it's different, about, so
2: Yes. yeah. It's
1: about being able to live sl- like norm, well, normally as you can be. To find your Goldilocks yes. zone, everything's just right. Yes. So I think we didn't actually talk about symptoms. Oh right, so, yes. Yeah. Right. So obviously people that have <laughs> don't know about them, <laughs> we should go. We just that. skipped
2: on over that. Didn't yeah. We? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, one of the main symptoms that I experience myself is pain, of course. Um, now, I like pain with, oh my goodness, everything. Um, I think pain itself and and just with with things like going to the bathroom, like number two, or mm-hmm. going pee, and having pain with that, um, and a pain that comes with Nausea and vomiting as well. Uh, I've ended up in the hospital many times with with vomiting spells that I couldn't control um, and I a constipation diarrhea. Those are two m- major things I've dealt with my entire life um, Painful sex uh, Painful orgasms mm. lower back pain. This pain can yeah. go into your legs <laughs> I have mm-hmm. pain that goes from my ovaries down into my leg and up into my shoulders and my diaphragm so it's yeah and mood disorders another symptom um migraines fatigue is a big one mm-hmm. and uh infertility and pregnancy loss is another yep. mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i've i've named a few here but that doesn't even that's not even the tipping point there are so many other symptoms mm-hmm. that people can experience with endometriosis
0: yeah the list mm. is pretty heavy yeah the list
2: goes on and on <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> i finding a new symptom uh, that Every day, I think that I'm like, "Oh, I thought that that was just me or the way I was built." But then I'm like, "Oh no, of course it's linked to potential endometriosis, especially yeah. the fatigue, oh, and the back pain." Yeah, that's to be a big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's always it's always for me been really heavy in my back, mm. and oh, yeah. I found exercise helps. But I have an office job, so there's only so much like walking around I can do. Mm-hmm. And when you're sat in that position all day. And then you have that pain, oh, it's just I found on another little treat or not, it's not really a treatment, is it management again um tens machines again, yes. they have to be com- combined with painkillers and other stuff, yes. but um I do found they find they're a bit of a more well they're not really a more of a distraction, yes, oh, but yeah. I do
0: enjoy them quite a bit, <laughs> and I shove them on when I'm in the office, yeah <laughs> when I it it's worse. <laughs> And the painkillers aren't touching it anymore. Then I do stick my tens unit on, and it does, it does help. I I think it's the only I think it's the only thing that's actually been enough to take away that painful contractions that I get. And sometimes I don't have an office job, so I walk around. I look after frogs. Sometimes I do feel the need to just sit down and rest. But if I can stick the tens unit on and put it in my pocket, I'm all right for a, a, enough t- time to get all my frogs fed.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm looking into getting one of these tense machines yeah I've, I've looked mm. into them and I, I've just heard nothing but good, mm-hmm. good things yeah. from them and just the reviews that I've read online too so yeah I'm definitely looking into that Yes,
1: there are quite a few like MyLivia or something which are advertised partic- like specifically for period pain mm. but honestly mm. go with the ones that are just on Amazon or eBay because they do the exact same job Oh, but yeah, they're like but half they're like half, the the price. <laughs> yeah. half the price. Yeah, half the price. I only pay like 20, that.
0: Twenty five pounds for mine. Mm. So that's not a mine lot. Mine was considering fifteen Livia is in the hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They all do the same job. Yeah, all about
1: but, marketing. Yeah, I think. Exactly,
2: And brand, yes, <laughs> yes. branding. Yeah.
1: Brands, yes. Make it nice and oh pink and shove the price up.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> oh. like um, the ibuprofen that the, is targeted for period mm. pains and it's about um, five pounds more than just ibuprofen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Reminds like, me of the pink that.
2: tax mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, razors yes. and just advertising to women in general, you know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> yes.
2: Nightmare. Mm.
1: Yeah, so... I've, the other question is, a diagnosis, is there a simple test? We have kind of covered this, but I guess we could go into a bit more detail. Yeah.
2: So a good way to start is just, no, there's no simple test. Um, it's, it's surgery. That's the only way currently mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. diagnose is through laparoscopic excision surgery. And I want to say excision because, unfortunately, there are still uh, medical professionals who are using ablation And that's, that's where we just burn off, you know, the endometriosis excision is where we take, you did. Yeah.
1: And they, um, burnt it off. So they would go, they went in with their like, so they go in, I'm not sure which, so they have a little hole that's probably to just under your belly to the left, which they fill up your belly with air. Um, and then they go in through your belly button. I'm not sure if it's the same with you.
2: Yep, it's a, it was the same for me. Yeah, and
1: then they go in with a little tool, and for me, they if they found anything, they would burn it off. Burn it? Ooh. Okay, yeah, that does not yeah. sound nice. <laughs> oh, it's it's quite. It's you feel so sore after. You feel like you've ripped all your stomach muscles. Mm. So like I remember yeah, trying. I've heard to, about the gas pain? Yeah, I remember trying to sit up for the first time, <laughs> and I remember the ride home. Like my boyfriend at the time put me actually he had to wheel me in a wheelchair but every tiny little bump I was literally Mm -hmm. like nearly screaming and
2: I remember that
1: and your belly's just so blown up and bruised and you're looking at like oh my god what has happened and that's like I remember thinking I'm so lucky I've never had a big incision surgery because it was so Mm. much pain just for and that's lap lapis I can't say it. (laughs) laparoscopic yes yeah and that's so that's Mm. like the less invasive way of surgery so i I dread to think about proper Mm. surgery
0: and it is obviously is quite painful the recovery as well and it's interesting that i really really desperately want that just so i can one be taken seriously and to um move on to other forms of treatment apart from being instead of being palmed off with various Mm. painkillers um, I yes. told someone that I wanted this and they said, oh, that's so intrusive. Why would you want to do that? Just deal with it. I'm like, I, I can't just deal with it. Sadly. This is my only option. Yeah.
1: Sadly though, for you, like the, um, laparoscopy were more for peace of mind. So people believe you because treatment wise, you'll probably still yeah. just have the same options, but.
0: Oh yeah. But, yeah. um,
1: it just, it's nice to know that you have people believe you and you have a diag. You know what it is. That's
0: just, I think yeah, that people that, are like, what's wrong more... with you? And I go, just, pain. I'm just in pain all the time. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to have a name. Chronic pain. Name for it. Yeah. Chronic yeah. pain, but yeah. yeah.
2: And I, I feel for you too, Kaylee. because I, yeah, I spent years not knowing and mm. those years were like very vulnerable years because I was so young too. And yeah. just being told by, you know, countless professionals that nothing was wrong when there was the entire mm. time was just, it, yeah, it, it definitely affected my worth. It it affected how I viewed, you know, myself and what I was capable of and all Mm. sorts of things. So it it is, I, I'm an advocate for, um, for this surgery just specifically because it does diagnose you and, and it can give you answers. And I think having answers for myself just over the last, well, I had surgery in 2018. So it's only been a couple of years now that I've Mm. known, but just knowing and, and, it changes a lot. It really does.
0: Yeah, yeah that peace of mind. So you, you you then have a, you're like, oh, I haven't been experiencing, I haven't been uh, imagining all this pain. Exactly, this is real. Not this is I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not blowing this up. This is something yeah. that is genuinely uh, affecting me and just yeah, like, ki- killing, not yeah. killing me, but like it's, I'm in pain. Yeah. It's another
1: thing because period pains, even sometimes, <laughs> even if you don't have endometriosis, can be really, really bad. And as women, yeah, we're expected to just carry on, as we are and I don't think mm. people really understand the extent of I don't know just how strong we are that we just carry on and we're like oh I've got a bit of period pain but really like inside you can you're like nearly crying mm. <laughs> and you're just expected yeah. oh it's just your period like yeah it's not a big deal everyone, I mean I'm everyone sure has all, them
2: <laughs> yeah and I'm sure we've all heard growing up too like you know suck it up I mean mm. I know I heard that mm-hmm. many times yeah it's just a fact
0: times. of being a woman it's like,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's something. There's something all women deal with. Mm. That's not an answer that I will accept.
1: I am really dreading yeah. when I do need to come off the implant for whatever reason, or I am brave enough to come off it just to get those extra hormones out of my body because mm. I think that's really gonna. I feel like I'm just on a break right now. Um, yeah. And I, I, I haven't had. So I, ha- I was on the put on the coil last February, and I haven't had a period since. and okay. I it's almost it's pure happiness that I don't but it's also that it's, <laughs> yeah. it's that dread in the in the thought of my mind like the in the future that I am I'm gonna have to go back to that at one point yeah but um yeah, yeah no I do I do feel bad for people that wear i, I it's not usually as a simple as an option for help really and no
2: yeah uh, another and
1: there, thing
0: there is I, oh Yep. So, Sorry, Kayleigh. Another thing that I was um, dismissed with by a doctor is, um, oh, it's just IBS. Um, oh, I was diagnosed out, with IBS. Yeah, go and figure out your yep. trigger foods um, and you'll yep. be fine, is what I was told. Um, of course, I've since learned that IBS and endometriosis well, go hand in hand. Yeah, and, yep, that and so their simple. symptoms
2: overlap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which, mm. So that's very frustrating. I really hope yeah, one day that I... there
1: is a way of just having a ultrasound and they're like oh Mm. you've got endometriosis
2: (laughs) yes well that's that's what kind of I mean I I had countless ultrasounds um most Mm. of them were internal and so those kick-started because the internal ultrasound found the complex bilateral ovarian cysts um and that Mm -hmm. kick-started the you know quest for okay what's going on um And I I had CT scans and x-rays, like blood test after blood test. And I even had a colonoscopy. And that's when I had um, a gastroenterologist tell me that I was healthy. And um, (laughs) I just had IBS and that's all. And otherwise there was nothing wrong with me. And this was Mm -hmm. a year before I was diagnosed with endo and then Lyme and all sorts of other chronic illness. Because
0: the endometriosis doesn't show up on a an internal ultrasound, does it, or any ultrasound?
2: No, just the cysts. Well, that's the yeah. thing, yeah. I think in, in situations where, yeah, or if the stage, like if, if it's stage four endo and there's a lot going on, there's pelvic congestion, I think internal ultrasounds can help. I think that they can definitely, um, you know, it can, it can make your your whoever's doing or performing that specific ultrasound think about it for a minute well what am mm-hmm. i seeing
1: you're still gonna have to have the laparoscopy you still have
2: to have yeah. this yes yeah surgery is currently the only way but i have heard about um a test coming that is like well it's under it's underway and it's a genetics test um for, for blood work but i don't know i don't know much more about that so i think mm-hmm. it's it's still just talking about game. it. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I mean genetics and epigenetics are like the current literature suggests that 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 plays a role it plays mm-hmm. a role in endometriosis so at, like having that information and then perhaps having another way to diagnose in the future is just what exactly what we're looking for
0: yeah absolutely definitely. well that will bring us on to our next question um, which I'm I'm almost de- I'm definitely sure you could both answer especially yourself Amanda is how it affects day to day life because it does, and that's it covers like everything from socializing, work, going on holiday. I mean, because mm. it affects every single day of your life. So, could you it tell does. us a little bit about that?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I it affects every moment of my life, every day. Um, it affected me when I was in school, when I was a kid. You know, I would be on the floor just in agony in the fetal position before school because I couldn't stand up straight. And this was when I was eight, nine, 10 years old, before I ever had a period. Um, And for now, now it hits me in the same kind of way, but I'm so used to that pain now that I can stand through it. Um, And I think a lot of people with endometriosis do, and we shouldn't have to. So it affects my work. So I'm a nanny. Um, I try, I did all sorts of jobs before I found out that this was what I wanted to do. I worked in retail. I worked in the food industry. Um, I did reception work too. I couldn't sit. Mm -hmm. I could not sit on this pain. I had to take breaks when I was in college. Um, so I'd have three hour lectures and I couldn't, I couldn't make it through. I'd have to get up and, and move around because I just so painful and at any point in time that pain can come and it for me because of where the endo was it it's involves my nerves so it would shoot down into my legs and up into my chest oh so it was and it would take my breath away at some points um, I missed a lot of school I actually had to go on medical leave right before I was diagnosed with endometriosis um, yeah it's it affects the way that I do everything. I mean, even just planning for this. I mean, the fact that I'm in a flare currently (laughs) (laughs) and then seeing friends and family, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned holidays. Well, Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I think we've all kind of figured out a way to smile through it. Um, but that, that goes to show that, no, we don't look sick, but you don't have to. That's the thing, Mm -hmm. right? You don't see it on the outside we just almost. do a bloody
1: good job of yeah. hiding it
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes yes we do yeah
0: yes. yeah I do I had um my brother actually asked me he's like oh uh, weren't you in pain a while ago it's like yeah yeah I'm I'm kind of always in pain though but yeah it was especially worse then he was like oh but you're fine now it's like no, no I'm still I'm still in pain like, but you're <laughs> smiling you you sound weirdly okay with it I'm like do you want me to cry what else day? can I do I, I will I'll cry every day <laughs> and this is my yeah. only option I still have to function as a human being I still have to work and yeah. live I can't spend the whole day crying because I'll just never stop yeah yeah exactly. and how are you meant to
1: make a living or exactly, actually function yeah. as a human being
0: <laughs> but I think this yeah.
1: goes for all chronic pain really absolutely um, it does. yeah yeah like I do have
0: to find a positive perspective otherwise it is so easy to lose hope
1: yeah yeah especially when you're in that diagnosis stage yeah
2: yeah yes and just falling into the (laughs) yeah yeah that that part is really tough I I really Mm -hmm. struggled with that I felt really alone during that time Mm because nobody understood it and I didn't have anybody to talk to or tell me that no the pain that you're experiencing isn't normal um, not everybody experiences that. That's not mm-hmm. something you should have to period. experience on your own. Yeah, it's not yeah. a normal period. Yeah. It's not this isn't normal. how our Just... life
1: is supposed to be. Like, of course, no. a period you're gonna have. You're gonna have pain. You can have still quite bad pain, but it's yeah. Yeah. when it's constant and it's affecting your life that you need to go to your GP or your doctor. Like, mm-hmm. yes,
2: definitely yeah. advocate for your health. And I had a nurse tell me actually before. I was diagnosed um, when they were trying to tell me it wasn't a gyne problem, so they, they say that a lot here in Canada, they, they tell you, you don't have a gynecological problem, um, and then, you know, IBS and all that, but mm-hmm. she told me, this nurse, she came in and she said, you know, I, I don't agree with what the doctor said to you, and I think you really need to push for, for your own health here, you need to advocate for your own health, and I did, and now I now I know. Now you know. <laughs> It is the annoying thing with a lot of a lot of
1: medical issues. You if you don't it's whoever shouts loudest. And yes. Yeah. You've got to push. Which it shouldn't be like that at all really. Yeah. And I guess i it's different with like public health care and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it just shouldn't be that way. Yeah. And it just also it causes unnecessary stress when you're not believed and you have to keep pushing and keep pushing.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the other thing, stress as well. Um, stress makes everything worse. So if I'm mm-hmm. stressed about having no diagnostic, no, diagnostic, or stressed about um, people not taking my pain seriously, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, then I'm just going to get worse and worse. Or so. well, for me, it's stressing
1: about infertility. Like I'm not desperate for babies, but it's it, it might be a factor in my life in the future that I want, mm. and not knowing whether it's going to affect like my mum she had endometriosis and she really struggled she um had quite a few miscarriages stillbirths, and she had to have IVF that didn't work um in the end she did have me and then three more kids so (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah but she had them in a later age which is quite unusual because they say to try and have them Mm. early um but she did find that uh once she'd had uh, those kids there was a big gap like my my youngest sister's this 18 years but um oh wow she found after me the endo actually disappeared um so she's lucky in that respect yeah. but um i think it can be a massive stress when you're not you don't know yeah. what it can
0: that you can, you can be infertile that is a natural segue into our next question which is endometriosis mm-hmm. and pregnancy i think under this as well i'd like to maybe we can go over some like myth busting, Um, Mm -hmm. um, maybe some controversial opinions and things that people tell you a lot. Um, So I was speaking to Evie about this the other day as well. Things people say, Um, in the last six months about three people have said to me, have a baby. Oh, it'll all go away. And it does help some people, which is true.
2: Um,
0: Yes. And, but it can also be quite a damaging thing to say to people, either if they cannot have children and they may desperately want them or if they've had a recent miscarriage or any miscarriages mm-hmm. or if they just don't want children, it's not an option. I have made the decision that I just don't want them ever, which I'm happy with, um, which makes it even more, uh, a child is not a solution. <laughs> um,
2: yes, I uh, agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They say, I think it's quite... Cause I think people have had stories where they get told that the doc- the doctor has literally said have a kid. Yeah. And that is not a treatment option. But they do also have to mention that um, they have to say their concern is if you do want a child, oh, yeah, you should have it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes people can take that as they're telling me to have a child Mm right now but um <laughs> equally I think yeah there has been cases where people ha- the doctor said we'll have a tr- like like
0: a child is a painkiller and <laughs> yeah.
1: they're not a lifelong commitment or anything <laughs> not
0: a reason to have a child um yeah even if oh. yeah even if you did want them it's important to know it's not it's not a solution for everyone um and yeah it's progressive so it could always come back
2: yeah, and, and and telling that to to young younger people who are experiencing endo or just not knowing in in general, and and then having somebody tell you because I was told that um, mm-hmm. many times, and I was I wasn't even twenty years old yet when the first oh. time that I was told that oh, I yeah. should just have a baby and and per, perk up and have <laughs> a child. It's so
0: warped. It's so warped. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it is. It's such an outdated um, opinion, and I ex- do I do expect it from my you know the old man doctors that i have but it's still well it is kind
1: of it's kind of not even um it's the baby subject really that's quite damaging it's like when someone's like oh when are you when are you having a kid then or like oh it's all about kids all about kids when is this when like we're not in that age now we can we don't have to have kids right now we can have like loads more kids are having uh, kids (laughs) loads more (laughs) um women are having them real late and the babies Mm. are healthy like yeah we've got we've got shit to do now like our dreams aren't let's push out babies and obviously some people's are and that's completely fine yeah. not not saying that at all like and babies are amazing and it's amazing that our bodies can make other humans yeah but it's we also i think
2: it's not our own our yeah, purpose. <laughs> not purpose when exactly. they're having yes t- yeah, yeah
0: oh yeah absolutely i have other purposes um, but yeah, yeah telling mm-hmm. anyone, when you uh, asking anyone, when are you having a baby, or when it's your turn next, it's always risky. Uh, why would? I, yeah, I just don't think. But you well, yeah, take also, that what risk. if you
1: can't have a baby? You're literally yeah. rubbing it in their face. Like they may yeah. have endometriosis. They, that may be what they're worrying about every day. Can I have a yeah. baby? And what response can yeah. you give? Oh,
0: I'm I'm infertile, or I've actually just had a miscarriage. So thank you for reminding me. What you can do? You, <laughs> <laughs> you need to shut that yeah. down. I, they won't accept my answer when I say, oh, I I don't want them. They're
2: like, what? I know. <gasps> oh my God! Because <laughs> I I felt that way too, Kaylee. Like I mm. personally didn't want children for a very long time, and mm. I mean only only recently is that you know maybe starting to change I have no idea yet I'm I'm 26 I'm still young you know I'm still a baby basically (laughs) we're still babies (laughs) so we've we've got to grow up a little bit and you know and I personally I have some friends who are who are dealing with infertility and it's rough it's hard to watch it's hard to you know be there too and just I don't know what to say it's it's Mm. really tough it's really tough and, and I think tough. it's insensitive to just say to people, you know, oh, when are you having a kid? Like it's, like it's something that everybody can do. Well, not everybody can. And...
1: Like to complete life, you've got to go past that level of having a kid or you've not made it.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. But... There's nothing to celebrate
0: yeah. if you've not created life. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Um, as my, well, I've been cleared to um, become an egg donor, which I'm in the process of. Um, oh, wow. Which I am excited Amazing. to do. Um, because whilst it's not my decision to have a child I know other people would kill for a baby so I'd like to do that before I take more drastic measures on um I don't know taking out my whole uterus that'd be the dream for me (laughs) (laughs) but obviously (laughs) that's not even a cure so nope yeah yeah so I'm just looking at my options
1: you can get endometrius uh endometriosis anywhere in the body can't
2: you you can yeah so there's uh something called extra pelvic endometriosis and that's when um endo is found elsewhere in the body it's been found in the lungs so i i personally yeah. know a few endo advocates who have thoracic endo um mm-hmm. it can even be found uh like in the pancreas and the kidney oh my and these are these are places where you really would not expect to find endometriosis um, and the craziest one that i've read about was the brain cerebral endo wow and that to me was was wow that was a shocker that's actually that's on my on my website if if anybody else wants to take a look at it like sources and stuff it's all on there so
1: yeah yeah yes absolutely. definitely i know endo.com
2: yes mm-hmm. i know endo check it out
0: <laughs> educate yourselves <Yeah. laughs> enlighten yourselves
2: <laughs> yeah just like we're doing right now <laughs> exactly yeah. right now
0: i'm learning i'm learning more every day about it mm-hmm. and thank you so much amanda for g- giving us your insights. yeah this we're excited great. for this episode yeah. oh so excited it does affect ourselves. us every single day so yeah. this is wonderful to speak about and we're all in different little stages as well of our process yep. and everyone experiences it differently absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and also i don't think anyone should um because obviously all our experiences are different so you can't really like tell someone that they're not, like, I know you feel a little bit bad, Evie, because you're not experiencing it as bad, but that doesn't make your pain any less. That's That's still, right. Yeah, That's a very really important note. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's still yeah.
0: important, and it's still, yeah. It still happened. It, <laughs> and it
1: probably it, will happen when I have it taken out. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah, you probably yeah. think you might, I might come back, oh my goodness. Oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. we we'll not think about that for now.
1: Mm. <laughs> but no, I just feel lucky, like I say, I do feel a bit bad, yeah. but...
0: I did read that um, stages don't correlate with pain. Um, That's true. true? That Mm. is
2: true. Yes. So uh, somebody with stage one can feel more pain than somebody with stage four, for example. And that goes to show how complex this disease really is. um, If, you know, severity of disease doesn't necessarily affect your symptoms. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. that's crazy to me when I found that out.
0: Absolutely, because there's no way to yeah. scale it, is there? So, and I think a woman, a, a person, is more likely to be um, put down because she's only she's only stage one, so she's fine yeah. because the number doesn't doesn't say that she's very severe, but it doesn't mean that she's not really struggling with the pain.
1: I'm not going to lie, before this call, I didn't know that there were different stages. (laughs) So
0: I never (laughs) got told that. You're always learning, though. That's the thing, always learning. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm very lucky to be in um, quite a few support groups. um, And so they're always posting new questions every day. And things that I'm like, oh, I don't want to ask this stupid question. It's okay, because it's not stupid, and someone else has already asked it. There's no straight questions because this is our life. We
1: need to do a we need to do a podcast for when you are diagnosed or what you are <laughs> yeah. diagnosed and yeah. yeah. Talk about that journey there because then you can talk about it from start to finish. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well yeah. who knows when that'll be. And we can check up time. on each other, see if see if what's happening.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. Love <laughs> it. We'll do a
0: part two. We'll do a part two on how we're yeah. developing. Maybe when you can maybe whenever you take your coil out, maybe when I get my coil. Evie yeah. we can
1: Hopefully with less
0: technical difficulties
1: as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh. It did take us about nearly an hour to did, actually get us did. to record. Oh. <laughs> but this is only our second podcast, so, Absolutely. you know, got to off.
0: Everything's a learning curve. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. we're exploring new things every day. Every day's a school day. Yes.
1: <laughs> so we have our question from someone off, on Instagram. mm mm-hmm. And it was, how does endometriosis affect your sex life? Because, you know, we've, we've got to incorporate sex into this podcast at and some point. We're time. all about the pleasure. <laughs>
2: we do. <and> the <laughs> lack thereof. <Yeah. laughs> yes. Yes. So it, it definitely, definitely affects my sex life personally. Um, I struggle with penetration. Uh, that's a big mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So, and, and orgasm, pain with orgasm as well. Um, Ouch. So I've personally, uh, we, we deal with the penetration by just doing it ourselves by not going in as far as, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, but there are, I would like to mention, I haven't tried it yet, but I want to mention, it's like a, a device, it's a wearable, uh, for the man and, yes. uh, it's, it's called Onut. Mm-hmm. Um, and this actually can like, so you can, you can double them up or triple them up or quadruple them, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. So if you can only insert like an inch or two, um, I, I struggle with even just the tip <laughs> to be honest. Um, so when it comes to the penetration, that can really help. I haven't personally bought that yet, but I am going to, it's, it's in my cart.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what I... does it, was it do? It go so on...
2: it, yeah, it, well, it just makes, it just makes him smaller that's basically what, it, is, oh, what okay. it does. Yeah. It makes yeah. it, makes it so that you don't, um, there's no, like a- absolutely no way that, um, the tip mm-hmm. of his penis can hit the cervix, which has yeah. like that. I don't know if any of you have experienced that, but that can cause yes. extreme yes. pain. <laughs> yeah.
1: So this was actually why I got, um, well, like I, why I went to the GP. So sex is like a, big part of my life as I'm sure it is you got well anyone really well you know sometimes it is a, I don't know what Heck I'm about yes <laughs> but, uh, for me. Like, I,
0: I do think it's an important part of a relationship and yeah. it can affect you if that is um, and becoming uncomfortable for you
1: mm, so what happened was um I was having I think in doggy position mm-hmm. and okay. which sometimes you can even if you don't have endometriosis you can hit the wrong angle you're like oh my god Ooh, but yeah. um yeah. This was, it would just go in, and it felt like I was being stabbed throughout my whole body. Like, someone had just shoved a knife in there. Yeah. And I screamed, and, like, instantly tears were flooding. Obviously,
2: the guy was like,
1: oh, my God, what have I done? Like, he was terrified. And I um, just started bleeding. I wasn't um, on my my period at the time. And that happened... Yeah, that kept happening and then it stopped and then I had it like once or twice a month and I was like, okay, this is weird. Mm. But it was so painful because I think I've got quite a high pain threshold, but this was literally screaming like, oh my goodness, you've just stabbed me. (laughs) And um, so then I was, I didn't think anything because I've always had heavy periods from a young age, like heavy as in blood flow Mm. and heavy as in pain. And my mum and people always just told me, you know, we've, like, that's, um, it's being a woman, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. And then my mum did mention to me how she had endometriosis, and so when I did go to the doctors, I did say that to them, and I was like, do you think it could be something to do with that? And they weren't, they didn't really want to push for it. They did, um, Mm -hmm. they wanted to check, so they did, like, a internal (coughs) ultrasound, Mm -hmm. And then they did, you know, in the what's that thing, the clamp thing? They put in a speculum. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you have which like a horrible.
2: pelvic pelvic exam? Pelvic? Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Okay.
1: And they wanted to check for maybe infections like STIs, because um, I think I don't, I can't remember which STI now it is, but it can cause pain during sex. Mm. Um, so they wanted to check for them. Um, and then in the end, I had to go private to get anything done, but um, just because I just wanted it done quick, so for me, that the pain during sex was what kicked me off to go mm. um because I had just believed, oh, the heavy periods that's just part of life um but it but the heavy periods got to the point where I'd have a super tampon in and a pad, and then I'd still leak everywhere, like wow it was insane. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that my, my yeah. mom experienced that as well she really heavy flow and that the same thing that you mm. just said she would have a super tampon in and a pad and she would still bleed right through yeah. right through
1: i used to just always quote mean girls and be like
0: i can't help but have a heavy
1: <laughs> flow in a white yeah. vagina
0: <laughs> I, I don't think i i think maybe attributes <laughs> to the implant but my blood flow has not been very heavy um Really but the pain has been ever present yeah mm. they put me on the implant for the
1: um blood flow actually yeah
0: yeah uh but the that. pain during sex actually um has only really affected me more recently within the last six to eight months and yes every now and then it, it feels like i'm being impaled and i think that's only yeah. when he hits the cervix um yeah. obviously there are plenty of things you can do without going near though, which is great uh, yeah, but it's the it is the pain after orgasm orgasming that or, um that gets yeah, me Yeah, I I, I, was, know, I haven't experienced that. Oh boy. I I thought that awful. was just um I thought that was just normal. I mean sometimes I would you would try and have an orgasm to get away from the period pain, uh, but then sometimes it happens the other way around it as well and it it blows my mind. I feel like I'm broken. Yeah, yeah I also
1: used orgasms as um to help with the pain yeah yeah which is where I got a bit obsessed with it (laughs) I don't think you can
2: obsess over that
1: (laughs) no I don't know you do it a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know it's pain relief it is absolutely
0: but I feel like now uh, more recently I'm I'm getting more pain after orgasms than relief which um Mm. which indicates to me that maybe it is progressing and I do need to pay
2: more attention to it Yes, well, definitely, definitely keep your health, you know, number one, mm. that's number one. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to advocate for your health. I'm huge into telling people that because that's the only yeah. way I have the information I have now is by really just advocating for myself. And, yeah, when it comes to, oh, my goodness, sex, oh, it is so painful for me. And I mean... I'm, I'm trying my best to use things like CBD and THC to help with that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to order some CBD suppositories. I don't know if you guys have heard about those. I really yes. want to try them. I really yes. want to try them. Oh, my
0: goodness. Yeah. Yes, I would
2: love to try them. So we'll have to try that. And then when we come back on, we can talk about it. How it <laughs> <worked>. <laughs> Yes.
0: I have a, tea, uh, no, a CBD vape, actually, which I, I try and use it for pain relief as well. In my head, I think maybe it's half... Just the fact that I stop and take a deep breath and breathe Mm. out, which may also be helping the pain relief or at least the anxiety side of the pain. Um, Mm -hmm. But it it could be the CBD that's helping it, which is great, if that is it. I wish that I could get some THC um, products that could help because they would be a lot more effective. We only have the THC-free CBD um, products, or you can try and source uh, illegal products, but that isn't really... Great for everyday life. We're not condoning.
2: Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, here I know you guys know. In in Canada, it's it's legal now. Yeah. um, But that's only in the last. uh, Don't quote me, but I think it's been maybe three years, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But it could it could be less. Could be a little bit more. I don't know. Um, but even even before it was legal, I was I was using before before that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I had my yeah, yeah, I had my green card. So I was I was getting it from dispensaries. So I wasn't going mm-hmm. um, any kind of on you the know. Straight. no. I wasn't no. I wasn't going on the highways. <laughs> <straight. laughs>
0: yeah, Help it my is, endo.
2: <laughs> it's fantastic
0: for pain relief, isn't it? And um, it I is. have seen a lot of posts because some of the end- endometriosis pages I'm on are international. So there's a lot of um, people in the states and in Canada as well yeah I
1: also find it helps increase my orgasm strength massively oh that's
0: interesting yeah I've seen a like lot like if
1: I've yeah if I've had a smoke and then have sex or um use my vibrator Ooh. um I do find it's way more intense oh like okay insane.
0: well that's interesting yeah. I'll have to look into that because um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of posts about as uh, CBD and THC Lubes, which I am very interested in, I'm very intrigued by that. Yes, so maybe me a too. THC yeah. lube. Have you tried them, Amanda?
2: I haven't tried the lubes, no. Um, but I have tried like uh, topical THC products. My friend actually, mm. uh, she has her own company, and she makes these rollers. <laughs> Oh, and wow. they're like the one that I'm holding right now has 245 milligrams of THC in the roller itself.
0: Oh wow, oh that's
2: quite a bit of THC. Dude, <laughs> so where, where um, do you roll
0: this? Where do you apply? So
2: it? I can roll it anywhere on my body. Um, this Amazing. one specifically, I rolled like I I rolled it before we started this podcast, and Ooh, I rolled it this morning, wow. and I'm gonna roll <laughs> it now. <laughs> it's great. Oh, you're so lucky. It, it really <laughs> does. Yeah. And I, this, this is directly from my friend. She, her, her company is Sweet Marie's Bath and Body. And she, yeah, she's, she's incredible. She, I mean, it's, it's a Canadian company, so it's just for, you know, Canadians. Um, but wow, I, I, I notice a huge difference with that. Um, and I can't wait to use more CBD and THC products, um, yeah. just to so help Yeah. So obviously
1: manage. CBD, um, it's legal in the UK because it doesn't get you high. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, yeah, we don't get any of those fun things. <laughs> well, we can, but it's just not <laughs> government wide, yeah. Yet. I don't but, um, like breaking the rules, so <laughs> it's fine. We can't be arrested for on the it makes podcast. Makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's hope my mum doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, uh, what was I going to say? The um, yeah. So, how does the roller feel? on does it go numb or what does it do no no
2: so I have used um things in the past that like like this blue uh cooling it's like a cooling sensation I have used those before Mm -hmm. and I don't like them um this when it goes on I don't really feel it at all so what it does is it I think using it topically so just rubbing it in like on my abdomen and, like, over mm-hmm. my ovaries and such, and even my hips, too, So I have a lot of hip pain. Um, mm-hmm. And when I do that, it takes about, oh, I don't even know, maybe 15, 15 20 minutes, and then mm-hmm. I feel I do feel some relief there. Um, it, it does not take away all of my pain, but just mm-hmm. even having that edge taken off yeah. can really yeah. help me. Like, for example, sit yeah. sit here and do a podcast with you lovely ladies. <laughs> I would
0: absolutely love to have a more natural um, method, because I have a... Um, yes. Zapping, which I think has opiates in it, but that uh, whilst it's mm. the only thing that I feel like takes the edge off. It also makes me uh, very, very drowsy and immediate uh, constipation. Constipation.
2: And, yes. It, and opiates, I'm bouncing yeah. constantly
0: from diarrhea to constipation. And um, I feel like every, time I go to the toilet, it's a, uh, it's potluck, which it could be. Um, so there's never any relief there. And there is side effects mm-hmm. from all the various things that get shoved down my throat because mm-hmm. I don't have any other option at the moment. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so it is unfortunate that we don't have that. Have you to that.
1: tried the um Amanda, the bath bombs? You can get like THC bath oh bombs
2: meant to bathe so, in for pain. Yeah, so I haven't. So my friend, actually the the girl who who sold me this or she gave me actually should not sell it. She gave it to me. Um, <laughs> she makes them. She makes those bath bombs, the THC oh, wow. and CBD infused. But I've I've never used one yet. <laughs> um, I do have one under my sink in my bathroom. So I just have to find it. And mm. I yeah. So I do have one, but I haven't used it yet. Um, I would definitely recommend uh Kaylee for the like that pain that you're talking about like the c b d can you because you, you guys can get c b d yeah, so yeah. i would I would try like looking into the roller that 's just straight c b d and okay. yeah give it a go because it it might help
0: mm, i yeah I, I mean at this point, I am willing to try anything I'll, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah sacrifice you goat, can get, I'll
1: do it we have these tampons <laughs> that I keep seeing advertised. <laughs> Um, called Day or something. Yes, and you can yes. buy them their CBD infused tampons. But mm-hmm. They're blooming expensive. But yeah. um, I kind of want to try them as well. Like
2: Yes. Same. So there's that. Like So there's, yeah, you can put direct like vaginally and then they have suppositories mm. too. So then you can, yeah, right in the bum. <laughs> yeah. And those yeah. I haven't used yet, but I, I really, really want to try.
0: I've heard good things I about absolutely them. would love to try that as well because a lot of my discomfort can, it, can be with my bowels as well that comes with yes me too too. Mm
2: -hmm. yes
0: yeah they did say that I could potentially if I have it it could potentially be attaching itself to my bowels is what I was told so yeah that's fun Mm -hmm.
1: guys well I probably should have googled how long a podcast can be but we're nearly (laughs) coming up to an hour and I don't think we can go over an hour
0: (laughs) yeah oh I could talk about this forever Mm, me too (laughs) Do we have any last things we'd like to say, or anything we haven't covered? Mm. Is there anything you wish you could have told yourself, Amanda, at the very beginning? Anything you wish... Uh, you could? Good question.
2: That's that's a really good one. Um, I I would have told myself, oh boy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> let my, you my very self. young
2: yeah my very young self. I would tell her that. Uh, you're you're definitely not crazy hun you're going through a lot um, and it's real it's all very real pain you're in real pain and I believe you that's what I would tell my my younger oh. self
0: yeah, oh it's gonna make me cry I shy! I was that <laughs> <laughs> oh. but I'm hearing it now and that's what matters mm-hmm.
1: It does, oh,
0: yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much, Amanda. Much. Yeah. Thank this you has been both.
1: amazing. Oh, my goodness. Mm.
0: This, this is, is wonderful. And not incredible. as
1: nerve-wracking as I thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've loved it. Fallen in love mm. with both of you. Evie, you over again. And oh, thank you so much, Amanda. This is wonderful.
1: We will have to come to Canada at one point, and we'll just use all the
0: THC <laughs> products <laughs> yeah, you have, and we'll just lay in a giant <laughs> bath full of it. Yes. Yeah. I want to be in a paddling pool surrounded by all the THC products. <laughs>
2: Yeah. It's a date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds amazing. Oh, that sounds
0: wonderful. Right.
2: Wow. Well, just let's
1: end it here. hmm Wow, everybody. Uh, yeah, this they, has been amazing. I you mean, enjoyed it. Yes, well, we can thank you, also you both, by the
2: way, for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Just being able to talk openly, you know, about some of the things I've experienced myself, and mm-hmm. just, I, just thank you, thank you, thank you. It's-
0: you're so welcome. It's therapeutic. It's so <laughs> therapeutic to talk about it as well with people that understand. Yeah, well, do you want to tell everyone where
1: they should follow you and check you out? I mean, we yes. have kind of done this, but you know.
2: Yes, Plug. yeah. So, well, my Instagram handle is Amanda period Haswell and my website is www.inoendo.com. Um, And yeah, so there I'm starting to share more information regarding endo and just links, links to the facts and the sources, um, just so that, you know, that you have it. And I think just having it all compiled in one place is really important. So Mm -hmm. just, yeah, be sure to check that out if you want. Yes, check her out. Yes. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And hopefully
0: we've, um, we could reach out to... Some of the other struggling people, if they hear this and it helps them, then awesome because this has helped me. I hope it helps everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, of course, we'll be doing more podcasts. Hopefully we can do a part two um, because there's endless, endless things to talk about when it comes to this. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, to all of our listeners, if they want to like, subscribe, follow, there's always new content
1: yes and it's only the beginning obviously we're still amazing amazed that anyone's actually listening so I <laughs> big
0: up <laughs> oh I, I would have done this anyway i would have loved it yeah it's just a chat me, isn't it <laughs> if, I, if no one else is listening it doesn't matter it's, right it's wonderful <laughs> until next time
1: oh. i'm waving no yes. one can see me what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> bye